1: That's audible.com/wonderypod or text wonderypod to 500 500.
2: Tonight, there's several big stories as we come on the air, including worries about the state of the American economy as prices soar, and Queen Elizabeth returns home. Breaking news. Tens of thousands pay respect as the flag-draped coffin of Queen Elizabeth returns to Buckingham Palace one last time. CBS's Charlie Daggett is in London. They
3: waited for hours in the rain for this momentous occasion.
2: Plus, why King Charles grew frustrated today during a signing ceremony. Shock on Wall Street. The Dow tumbles 1,200 points as the price of food, rent, and electricity surge. CBS's Nancy Cordes is at the White House.
4: We're making progress. We're getting other
2: prices down as well. We have more to do. Ukraine's counteroffensive: Russian forces on the run as President Zelensky says Ukrainian troops have liberated thousands of square miles of territory. CBS's Deborah Pata reports tonight from Kharkiv. California mudslides, a tidal wave of mud as thousands are evacuated or ordered to shelter in place. CBS's Mark Strassman is at the scene. This wall plus sandbags underneath it is
5: what saved my house.
6: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us on this busy Tuesday night. As we come on the air, the coffin of Queen Elizabeth is now at Buckingham Palace. It was an emotional return home as thousands lined the streets of London to catch a glimpse of the only monarch many of them have ever known. The late queen arrived at the palace for the final time, her official residence during her 70-year reign. The day began in Scotland as her coffin was carried from St. Giles Cathedral and driven to Edinburgh Airport for her final journey home. Also arriving at Buckingham Palace tonight, Prince William and Princess Kate, as well as Prince Harry and his wife, Meghan, for a private family gathering. We'll take you to Buckingham Palace in a moment, but first, the big story here in the US, another disappointing report on inflation as prices unexpectedly rose in August and remain near a 40-year high. The consumer price index for August was up 8.3% compared to one year ago, as the cost of almost everything keeps going up. Wall Street reacted with a major sell-off, with the Dow and S&P 500 suffering their worst day since June of 2020. The tech-heavy Nasdaq dropped more than 5 percent. Well, we've got a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Nancy Cordes will start us off from the White House. Good evening, Nancy.
5: Good evening, Nora. Today's report dashed hopes that inflation had officially peaked and was on its way down. Instead, the prices of nearly all goods actually crept up, and wages can't keep pace. Government figures confirmed what most consumers already sense. Inflation isn't easing. Groceries up 13.5% since last year. Electricity up 15.8%. Car repairs up 9.1%. Rent up 6.7%. The bottom line, according to Moody's, the average household is spending $460 more a month to buy the same goods and services as last year
7: just a catastrophically high inflation rate.
5: That rate sent stocks tumbling today. The S&P sank by more than 4 percent as the markets braced for more interest rate hikes from the Federal Reserve in a bid to cool the economy. The reason is clear. The Fed is much more concerned about prices right now than it is about the labor market. Typically, lower gas prices bring down the cost of other goods, but so far that hasn't happened, even though the average price of a gallon of gas fell 26 cents in the past month. I will not make as much as I was hoping to. Robin Fields runs a toffee company near Chicago. Ingredients are her biggest expense. For example, butter and chocolate increased anywhere from 8 to 15 percent. And it doesn't look like it's going down any. It's just my butter just keeps going up. And while President Biden celebrated the new Inflation Reduction Act today, many of the law's health and energy savings do not kick in until next
4: year or beyond. We're making progress. We're getting other prices down as well. but We have more to do. A new U.S.
5: Census survey revealed today that income inequality hit a new record last year. But there was one bright spot, Nora. It also found that childhood poverty was nearly cut in half last year, thanks to COVID-19 stimulus payments and an expanded child tax credit.
2: Nancy Cordes at the White House. Thanks very much. Well, the tributes for Queen Elizabeth keep pouring in with her daughter, Princess Royal Anne, saying in a statement today that she was fortunate to share the last 24 hours of my dearest mother's life. CBS's Charlie Daggett is outside Buckingham Palace.
3: The queen left her beloved second home of Scotland for the final time late this afternoon after the last of the mourners paid their respects in Edinburgh. A Royal Air Force jet waited to receive its precious cargo before spiriting the Queen into the late summer sky for a short flight back to London. The bearer party delivered the coffin to a waiting hearse, and then the cortege left for Buckingham Palace, (laughs) arriving early this evening to cheering applause from thousands of the Queen's most loyal royal subjects. They've waited for hours in the rain for this momentous occasion, for this final homecoming, to witness history unfold. Inside, the coffin was received privately by King Charles and Queen consort Camilla and all the Queen's children and grandchildren, plus spouses. Before dashing back to London, the new king made an historic first trip outside mainland Britain as monarch, visiting Northern Ireland, the first visit from a king in around 80 years, part of the tour of countries making up his kingdom. Crowds of well wishers, including excited schoolchildren, lined the route. In a nod to the violent past in Northern Ireland, he said his mother saw the country pass through momentous changes.
0: Through all those years, she never ceased to pray for the best of times for this place and its people.
3: But from Belfast to Buckingham Palace, today was a day to reflect and to pay tribute to Her Majesty. The atmosphere has become more somber here now that the Queen has returned to London. That private reception for the queen that took place behind us involved just about every senior member of the royal family, including Prince William and Kate, and importantly, Prince Harry and his wife, Meghan. Nora.
2: Charlie Daggett, thank you so much. Now to Ukraine, where the dramatic advance of Ukrainian forces and a Russian retreat may suggest a possible turning point in the war. President Zelensky said his army has retaken or is battling for control of more than 3,000 square miles of territory previously held by Russia. Well, that's more than the size of Delaware. CBS's Deborah Pata is in (laughs) Kharkiv.
8: Ripping up and tearing down every trace of the occupying forces, replaced with yellow and blue, pretty much the only colors flying across this region. Joyous reunions like this are everywhere. In just a matter of days, Ukrainian forces have blitzed through Russia's gains, taking back nearly all the territory seized in Kharkiv since the start of the war. And Ukrainians claim in these unverified videos that Russian soldiers are surrendering en masse. They ran like mice, said this Ukrainian fighter, abandoning everything, even shooting one of their own wounded men just to get away. And Ukrainian civilians have borne the brunt of nearly seven months of occupation. It was terrifying, said Slover. I was scared someone was going to shoot me in the back. Vladimir Putin losing this region is a crushing defeat and a decisive blow against his army's ability to resupply its forces through liberated isium. Putin now faces tough questions on state-run television. You say everything's going according to plan, exclaimed policy expert Viktor Olievich. You really think six months ago we planned on leaving and repelling a counter-offensive? Kharkiv remains a city in darkness after Russia blew up a power plant, but the mood here is defiant, even as heavy shelling in other parts of the country remind Ukrainians this war is
2: far from over, Nora. Deborah Pata, thank you for your superb reporting. Well, back here at home, thousands of residents east of Los Angeles are under evacuation orders after heavy rains caused fast moving mudslides that damaged homes and buried cars. CBS's Mark Strassman is on the scene.
4: On a mountain road, you're watching disasters creep, suddenly surge into a river of mud roughly 70 miles east of Los Angeles buried under tons of muck, homes, cars, everything.
5: These are K-Rail.
4: Susan Novakowski showed us the massive, protective concrete berm she built dirt. that saved her house.
5: And it looked like fast flowing lava. And it literally filled up that entire ravine within three minutes.
4: That mudslide came after a weekend deluge, remnants of a tropical storm that for a time targeted communities in the San Bernardino Mountains nature's fury and nature's backlash. All made worse by the El Dorado wildfire in these same mountains two years ago this week. So all this mud and debris washed unimpeded down the mountain and slammed into the Oak Glen Steakhouse where volunteers pitched in with an epic cleanup. Karen Pierce's family owns it. This
2: mud came up over the wall and into the roof, into the building. And so we've lost the dining area, part of the kitchen. You know, everything is gone.
4: This is the back of the restaurant. That's nine feet of mud right up to the roof line. What are the odds, right? Well, listen to this. The family bought this restaurant with their winnings from a $180 million million dollar mega millions jackpot 180 million dollars so in 2014 they won the lottery this time around Nora their luck did not hold
2: Wow what a story Mark Strassman thank you Let's turn now to Congress where a cybersecurity expert who was fired by Twitter earlier this year gave explosive testimony on Capitol Hill today, saying the social media platform had a suspected Chinese spy on its payroll. CBS's Nikki Batiste has more on the whistleblower's allegations and what Twitter is saying tonight.
7: Twitter's former security chief Peter Zatko today claimed the company's cybersecurity system is in shambles.
6: They don't know what data they have, where it lives, or where it came from, and so, unsurprisingly, they can't protect it.
7: Zadko, who worked for Twitter for 14 months before being fired, said the company can't shield users' data from
6: a rogue employee. It's not far-fetched to say that an employee inside the company could take over the accounts of all of the senators in this room.
7: Iowa Republican Chuck Grassley said Twitter users were exposed to foreign intelligence agencies. Zatko was asked about the FBI informing the company that one suspected Chinese agent was on its payroll.
6: I'm reminded of one conversation with an executive when I said, I am confident that we have a foreign agent. And their response was, well, since we already have one, what does it matter if we have more?
7: Committee members were astonished by what they heard. What I heard there today made me want to throw up. Senator Grassley said if Zatko's claims are true, Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal, who refused to appear, should be removed.
8: Many of the allegations directly implicate Mr. Agrawal's.
7: For Zadko, he said it was dangerous coming forward.
6: I determined it was necessary to take on the personal and professional risk to myself and to my family of becoming a whistleblower.
7: Twitter responded to Zatko's allegations, saying they're riddled with inaccuracies and inconsistencies. Also today, Twitter shareholders approved Elon Musk's $44 billion bid to buy the company. But Musk wants out and has sued Twitter, hoping to unwind the deal. Nora?
2: Nikki Batiste, thank you. Well, another blow to the country's fragile supply chain is looming. That story now in 60 seconds.
1: terms apply.
2: Tonight, a looming nationwide railway worker strike could derail the economy's fragile supply chain. President Biden has personally called the unions and the railroad companies to try and reach a deal before the key Friday deadline. Well, CBS's Chris Van Cleave shows us that could cost the U.S. billions of dollars per day.
9: Tonight, as much as 40% of all U.S. freight shipments could be halted by Friday if the nation's railroads can't make a deal with unions representing nearly 60,000 workers. Negotiations continue as at least three cabinet secretaries and President Biden work to end the stalemate.
7: The shutdown is not acceptable.
9: The two sides are at odds over sick time and attendance policies unions say penalize workers. The looming strike would idle 7,000 trains and 140,000 miles of track across 49 states, prompting Amtrak to cancel some long-haul service and warnings for commuter rail riders to make backup plans before Friday.
8: I've been commuting from the suburbs to Chicago now for Um, Over 30 years, I could never remember this happening. Already,
9: freight railroads are refusing some cargo.
7: There's just no question that it would be extremely devastating. This is sort of one of those things that is a main artery for the entire U.S. economy. And if you cut off that artery, you get a stroke, and you can't afford that.
9: Nearly half a million extra big rigs would be needed to replace the idle trains. The first rail strike in 30 years could cost the economy an estimated $2 billion a day, disrupting agriculture, automotive, energy, and retail businesses. The railroads have agreed to substantial raises and bonuses. The holdup really is that sick time. Now, the union representing the engineers tells CBS News it is willing to fly to Washington as soon as tonight to try to make a deal to continue those negotiations with the cabinet secretaries and the railroads to avoid a strike. Nora.
2: Such a huge story. Chris Van Cleve. Thanks. Coming up next, could a federal abortion ban be coming? Ken Starr, a former federal judge who had roles in two presidential impeachments, died today of complications from a surgery at a Houston hospital. Remember, Starr's investigation into Whitewater then led to the discovery of Bill Clinton's affair with Monica Lewinsky, and then to the former president's impeachment in the House in 1998. In 2016, Starr was forced out at Baylor University over his handling of sexual assault complaints at the school. More recently, he joined former President Donald Trump's legal team for his first impeachment trial. Ken Starr was 76. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham sent shockwaves through both parties today, introducing a nationwide abortion ban. Graham's bill would ban the procedure after 15 weeks of pregnancy, with rare exceptions. It has virtually no chance of becoming law in the Democratic-held Congress. All right, coming up next, why an NBA team owner has been suspended for a year and fined $10 million. We'll tell you what an investigation says he did. Health officials have confirmed the nation's first death from monkeypox. The patient from Los Angeles County was severely immunocompromised. Another person who'd been diagnosed with monkeypox died last month in Texas, but it's unclear what role the virus played in that death. Big story, the owner of the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury was suspended from the NBA and WNBA today for one year and hit with a $10 million fine. An independent investigation found that Robert Sarver had a history of racist, misogynistic, and hostile behavior. And we will be right back. Finally tonight, CBS's Holly Williams on the Queen's colorful sense of style. She was one of the most photographed women in the world, the iconic face of her country,
8: known for her religious sense of duty, her service, and her style. She was such a recognizable figure of quintessential Britishness. Katie O'Malley (laughs) is an editor at UK's Elle magazine. She wore these bright colours, whether it be bright yellow or kind of a turquoise blue, so that someone at the back of a crowd, no matter where she was in the world, would be able to spot her and feel that she's had that one-on-one connection. The queen's signature look barely changed in decades. She loved big hats, sensible shoes, and practical
7: handbags. A uniform and a lesson in female power dressing,
8: later adopted by others. I suppose what it projects is a sense of purpose. She was a working woman. She was a working woman and every single time that she went out into the public, she was there in her uniform to work. For centuries, British monarchs have projected
7: grandeur with their clothing and at times Queen Elizabeth did the same. But she
8: also had an off-duty style, a country girl at heart, according to those who knew her that self-confidence in her identity that I
2: think I will always remember as her legacy in fashion. Holly Williams, CBS News, London. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey.
5: Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast.